Hey, and welcome to the Seats to Streets podcast, a conversation centered around adding a voice and practical tools through your earbuds on the subject of missions in the established church. Many pastors and pastoral staff want to do more in the area of local and global missions, but feel overwhelmed at where to start and how. Listen in and learn key practices and new perspectives from missionaries and ministers working to move people from Sunday morning seats to local and global streets. Hey, and welcome back to the Seats to Streets podcast. I am your host, J.R. Horn, and today we continue on with our series of podcasts where we get an opportunity to sit around a table uh, with a minister in the established church to be able to talk about what is going on in their church and how they are specifically, strategically, and intentionally moving people from Sunday morning seats to local and global streets. And today, I have a great friend with me, uh, Josh Cooper from Fern Creek Christian Churches here, the missions pastor, and I will be talking to him and giving him those same two questions you have heard in the past. Question number one is going to be, what are you doing specifically to move your people from Sunday morning seats to local and global streets? And then when we end up toward the end of the episode, I'm going to ask Josh, hey, if there's someone listening and they've been convicted or God has spoken to them or if they have heard something on this podcast and they want to go do that, then in 30 seconds, can you articulate their next step? What should they do right now or in the coming days? So, Josh, man, I am so glad you're with me, and uh, I'm I'm looking forward to this conversation because we've had a lot of conversations off the mic about what you're doing, about what Fern Creek is doing, and some of the ministries and some of the partnerships that you've created. I'm really excited about that. So I'm going to be quiet. I'm going to turn the mic over to you. So tell us a little bit about who you are, your maybe your lineage at Fern Creek, um, and then um, how you've got into the role that you're in right now. Hey, man. So, first of all, Josh Cooper. I'm in Louisville, Kentucky at uh, Fern Creek Christian Church, and I'm actually a transplant uh, from the middle of nowhere, Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. <laughs> so, my wife and I moved up here. She's freaking out because they have interstates, and she's like, how am I going to drive there? Yep. So, it's been pretty cool um, getting involved here. I will say this, first of all, before we get started, like, I really like this podcast. I listen to this every week, and I think this is a really cool tool. And for me, I really like just be able to hear people from all over the place and hear what they're doing in their churches. So I appreciate thanks that, for doing this. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, so, yeah, I'm from the kind of the middle of nowhere. I grew up in a church of like 120 people. Um, a really good church. Had lots of lots of guys going to ministry from our youth ministry. And uh, our youth minister was all about serving. So it's, it's, you know, it's appropriate that everybody ended up going in a full time Christian service and ministry and everything else but yeah coming up from the middle of nowhere um fell in love with uh inner city ministry uh during church camp there was a, a, a senior pastor there who was the dean of like a little like a junior week at camp at uh, camp calvary's mm-hmm. where uh, i used to go all the yeah. time and i was in i think i was in middle school like eighth grader and i was a junior faculty kid helping out and there were all these kids from the middle like inner city kids at this country church camp um it was it definitely was a lot different than our normal demographic Mm -hmm. right and these kids were fantastic i just fell in love with them um because they were a lot different than the kids that i grew up with (laughs) um so yeah so then i ended up being a youth minister later on in life and i did that for 19 years 
And then I'm here at Fern Creek, been here for 12. And uh, I was ready to kind of do something else. Got my real estate license. Um, and we have a new a new senior pastor came in, walks in my office, sits down. He's like, so what do you want to do? not youth ministry (laughs) so i got kids and a wife i want to stay married um so that was really cool like i feel like god really opened up a lot of doors in youth Mm -hmm. ministry for me to get involved in schools Mm -hmm. um i have a staff badge for a school or had it until i broke it picking a lock but that's beside the point um (laughs) that's for a different podcast episode (laughs) (laughs) hope no police are listening um no, but it's just really cool how God's just opened all these doors and he used cool people. A guy who's passed now, some of the listeners might know, a guy named Jeff Stump, um, fantastic man. Came here the week I got hired and said, hey, I want to get you involved in the school. Wow. And I was like, me? Mm-hmm. And I walked in. It was supposed to be a class, a group called 100 Black Men. It's this national organization. Like, it was a lot different than what I'm used to. Right. Because I'm from the middle of nowhere. And we ended up being like, I love these kids to death. And sometimes they'll just randomly call me to, still. It's been 10 years. And, hey, man, I got married and I got kids. I'm like, that's, it's just cool how God's opened the door now. Yeah. Our church is super involved in the schools around here. We're kind of, uh, that's kind of our number one thing when school's in session. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's been really cool how God's just really blessed our faithfulness to the community and uh, the door that the doors that he has opened, we 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 go through. So yeah, that's awesome, man. To hear some of that lineage of your passion for student ministry, and then you've got you know volunteers and mentors that are willing to pour into you and to get you in the doors of these schools was great. And then now you've got the ability to take that relationship and turn it into a missions focus, a full time missions focus, to be able to continue to mobilize your church to serve um, uh, locally and globally. That's awesome. So uh, here's what I want to know. What what are you doing? I'm going to give you the mic for a while. What are, what are you doing specifically and intentionally to move your people at Fern Creek from Sunday morning seats to local and global streets? Yeah, we, we already talked about this a little bit. I'm actually a rambler. <laughs> so I wrote all this down on my computer because I'm like, man, it's a seven hour long podcast is a little bit too much no ain't no way Um, it's gonna be seven hours long (laughs) hello i'm josh and we're done and we're done (laughs) tune in for the next 10 parts of this uh of this series of interviews with josh because it's seven hours well i don't think and this has been kind of my mantra my dad makes fun of me and he always made fun of me in youth ministry for this too and growing up now thinking about it maybe my dad just makes fun of me too much but (laughs) He always said that I was like Huck Finn. And I was like, what are you talking about? He was like, you always get somebody else to paint the fence for you. Hmm. And I'm like, oh, well, so? (laughs) Hey, whatever, if it works, right? And that that was kind of the mantra with youth ministry was if I'm going to be a good youth minister or student minister, my job is I've got to get all my youth leaders to be student ministers. And I'm essentially directing them. To, I'm equipping them. I'm giving them whatever they need. They need money. If they need, I'm inspiring them. You know, that was kind of my mantra. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's what most successful youth ministers do is they multiply themselves and they don't try to be like, look at me. I'm right. so special. Right. Because um, I'm not smart. You know, that's mm-hmm. not a question. It's just, <laughs> that's a fact. Um, 
but God has said, Hey, I'm putting you here for such a time as this, as this. Um, so here's my thing with outreach. Um, the way I think that we're doing a good job with this, is I don't believe I, I was not hired to do outreach period. Hmm. That was not why I was hired. Um, if you're a Christian, you should be doing outreach period. Mm-hmm. You know what the Bible say, you know, therefore, as you are going, mm-hmm. make disciples of, you know, it's not like, Oh, when you get hired to do it, no, that's, I'm not paid to help the church advertise, mm-hmm. although that happens by sure. things that we do. I'm paid to get our people to do outreach. That's it. Right. To, to equip our people. And then also to highlight the outreach that our people are already doing. So like the cool thing is we hear about, uh, we have this lady who, um, on Sunday mornings, since we're, during quarantine, we had a coffee ministry back in the day when we were allowed to drink coffee at church, sure. wear a mask. She and uh, so they served coffee in the lobby. Well, then when we quit having church on Sunday mornings, she wasn't able to do that anymore. Um, so her and a couple of the people on her coffee ministry team went and got donuts on Sunday morning and coffee, and they would just mm-hmm. deliver them to businesses on Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. Well, we found out about this. We found out about this, and I'm like, hey, how's it going? She was like, well, we're getting some donations. I'm like, hey, how much money do you want? What? She was like, what? And I was like, how much money do you want? We have a, we have an amazing outreach budget. It's been a priority for our church. What? How much? Five hundred bucks? Thousand um, dollars? And she was like, this is crazy because we were getting ready to quit doing this. We've been praying like, hey God, you open the door, do what we need to do, and then boom. And I, you know, it was a brain fart and a conversation, a meeting that we had, and it turned into a really cool thing. So like, that's why I was hired. And I think for our church, we've done a really good job. And I'll say this because quarantine happened. I think it was the spark. Either church quit, either churches quit being the church or they started being the church during quarantine. Mm-hmm. So for us, um, it really kicked us into gear. And we really started like uh, enabling our people, equipping our people to go be the church mm-hmm. and challenging them. Mm-hmm. Um so it, it was really cool. We um, kind of we, we've been focused in our community. So I, I'm currently involved in the school system. Well, I'll say I'm involved. I got put in the school system about 12 years ago. Right. Um, and then that has turned into I'm the you can't see my fingers on the podcast, but I'm the morale coach. Right. Essentially, I'm the chaplain for right. the football team. Wow. Um, we're involved. Uh, the football team meets all their pregame meals out our church building. Wow. Um, doing everything like I, I i've done a couple of the football coaches weddings we're involved in that but that's opened tons of doors sure. because the other schools see that we're involved so now we've we canned the operation christmas child we canned the shoe boxes and now it's strictly uh local schools hmm. uh we're not taking stuff to paducah which that'd be fine if churches want to do that but for us we're like if it's in fern creek 40291 we want to love on it. Right. So that's what we've done. And uh, we really, one thing I've been thinking a lot about, uh, and I think I've talked about this at lunch or whatever we were drinking lunch from the smoothie. Uh, yeah. Uh, they're so we've, good though. <laughs> we've both, we've both been on a, uh, I wouldn't call it a health kick, but uh, you know, the doc told me I could, you know, I could, I could stand <laughs> to lose a few LBs. So we decided to, to uh, have a smoothie for lunch. And I, I'm a believer. Um, yeah, all ten dollars over the smoothie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was good I'm, though. I I'm glad care. you bought it because. 
Thank you, budget. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, but so one thing that we've done a really good job of, and this isn't me. I have a team uh, that that's done this, and our leadership is really poured into this. They're all about us having like, what do you need? Uh, we've done a really good job of telling our people, listen, we're going to come up with some ideas. If you have ideas, tell us what those are. And we're going to, what we do is like Sunday morning, we have like a handle every month and uh, our handle will be okay. Church, me or Craig, our senior pastor comes up in front of the congregation on Sunday morning and says, okay, here's what we're going to go do. And the idea is that if we can get five people doing it, that's great. If we get 200 people doing the exact same thing, the exact same week, it's going to make a bigger impact on our community. And it's going to people be like, why are they doing that? And it's also, well, we're doing it because of Jesus. That's the point. Right. But also, it's going to spark conversations between, you know, John Doe and his neighbor or whoever he ends up uh, blessing during that time. So we uh, we develop a plan. We help pay for the plan. We help organize it, whatever we can do to get them to go do outreach. Hmm. So, And that's been a huge blessing. We've done so much stuff uh, yeah. during quarantine and now. Yeah, I you know, you're hitting on something that. I, I teach churches oftentimes is that is it the best um, the best way to do missions is in proximity you know we've 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 seen time and time again church after church after church and hear me if this is your church I'm not dogging on you at all but we've seen time and time again churches uh, wanting to serve their community and doing something that's like a food drive uh, a, a toy drive a Thanksgiving meal drive going, dropping off and leaving. That's not proximity. It, it helps. It helps the families in need. It, it helps the individuals. It does help, but it's not meeting the need of the community. And what you're telling me is, is that you've specifically sat down, even rattled off the zip code. You specifically sat down and said, this, this is our area that we are going to be in deep proximity with so that we can continue to serve them, love them and move them closer to Jesus. That, Josh, that's fantastic. That's the point. Yeah, I mean, Jesus sent the disciples out two by two. I mean, I just think that he, he sent them out. And I mean, what did he, did he send them to specific towns? Like you go to this specific town and then you do a food drive in the middle of town. Or did and he then say, you drop hey, it and leave. And, you know, no. Did he say go and to that village and spend a couple of nights and hey, knock on some doors? I don't know how he did it. Yep. I mean, find, the, find I this person to peace really, and stay with them. Yeah, I I was just looking up doing some doing some more diving into the idea of persons of persons of peace. That's something that we train our missionaries uh, at Team Expansion of what to do is that when you're there in country and you're in the culture that God has sent you to, you know, look for these persons of peace. Um, look for the individuals that God has already. Uh, prepared for your arrival. They just don't know you and you just don't know them yet, but God will reveal that to you in time. So no, you're, 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 you're doing, you're doing, you're doing some really great stuff. And and the stuff with the football team, uh, having these students that uh, may have never gone to church be in your building to have a meal and to see that, uh, you know, these Christians aren't these, you know, crazy people, and that they love me enough to give me free food and, and this guy's safe enough. I can call when I got issues with my girlfriend, issues with my mom or dad. Uh, man, that's just that's deep impact. And you're clearly doing it in proximity and you're making an impact for the gospel. Well done, man. And it's easy. 
<laughs> it's I get to be a high school kid who sits around and you know goofs off with a bunch of dudes, which is what I've done for twenty years. Realizing now, right? Youth ministry, but <laughs> but it's it, and it's and I feel like it's life giving too. Here's the thing that I love most about our football meals. I mean, Fern Creek High School, the high school that we work with, is a, is a lot different than um, demographically than most of the people here at our church. Right. I mean, it's the different. I mean, we probably have, like, I'd say it's. The football team is probably 75% African-American. Maybe we'll be off on that one. Most of our guys are just, you know, middle-class white people. Mm -hmm. And they get to every single week for the fall. Like we have different life groups will take different weeks. And they love the opportunity that they get a cheer on. And they none of their kids go to the schools. Mm Mm-hmm. Cause like Louisville's a weird town. So most of the kids from our church don't go to Fern Creek. Mm -hmm. They go to mail or whatever. And, uh, so it's really cool that they're like, Hey, how'd the team do? Oh, I saw on the news. They won. I saw the blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. They're really good. And then they come back the next week to feed them. And they're like, Hey man, you did great. I saw you had three catches. That's fantastic. And the encouragement, these, these kids who may, I don't know if they'll ever come to our Sunday morning service. They're experiencing Jesus right. through our people, which is a really cool opportunity. Because guess what? Some of those kids are going to hear something from Joe Schmo that they're never going to hear from me. Mm-hmm. They're going to connect to a, some lady. So there's grandmas that do it. And like these kids love it. They eat it up. Mm. And we have people who will bring like, hey, I brought you a bag of candy. And it's like, <laughs> what? It's like, you bring me no candy. Yeah, no. <laughs> so. I just love it. Uh, there's one thing we're doing right now, which I think is the most phenomenal idea. Our senior pastor last year, back in March or April, when we first shut down, he said, I woke up at five o'clock in the morning and had this idea. We need to put money in envelopes and get it to our people. Hmm. I'm like, money in envelopes? What are you going to talk about? And he said, we're going to put money in envelopes and we're going to just put it in. Our, we're not going to tell anybody what it is. We're going to say, hey, listen, we're going to take a new challenge and take this and bless somebody with it. Mm-hmm. So, we did that last year during quarantine, and we think we, you know, put like four thousand dollars not in each envelope, but you know, twenty thousand. It was twenty dollars for two hundred envelopes, mm-hmm. and we said, take an envelope, you can add to it if you like, and bless people, pray about it, see what the Holy Spirit's laying on your heart, and then give it to them. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had, we ended up giving away. I mean, from what we accounted, it was around ten thousand dollars based off the 4,000 we put up as a church in the extra money. Mm-hmm. We had a car donated, Wow! all this cool stuff. So we just did that again Sunday and we upped the ante. We said, okay, we have outreach budget from our birthday gift to Jesus offering. So we did $40 and 150 envelopes. Hmm. And what we said was we put like, Hey, write a letter, put it in this envelope, give it to somebody, pray. It's a big thing. It's like, ask the Holy Spirit, like, where do you want me to do with this money? Match it if you like, double it, whatever. And then if you have a really cool story, we don't want to know like names and stuff like that. We don't really want to know your name. Mm-hmm. Just um, send it uh, here. We've got a special email. Tell us a story. And we've got some really cool stories, That's awesome. which inspires people to keep doing it. Oh, yeah. So, you know, yeah. so like us doing it. Hundred percent, hundred percent. So, Josh, we got to hear you, your heart behind youth and the the intro into the school system and how that has impacted 
uh, the football team and the teachers. I know we've talked in the past about how that's even gone up the chain into the teachers about what Fern Creek is doing to serve that specific school and even branched off into some other schools. They've asked, how do we do that? But Josh, tell me a little bit more about community. Tell me a little bit more about how you are serving the community in that zip code that you rattled off to us earlier. So when I moved here from the country, I'm over at Walmart one day across the road from our church. Our church is like a big church on a corner and right off Bardstown road, like the really big road, right. real busy road in Louisville. And this lady, my checkout lady, I'm talking up a storm to her. And she says, I was like, yeah, I just started this new job over here at this church. She said, what church is that? And I said, Fern Creek Christian church. She said, where's that? Uh-huh. And it bugged me so much because I'm like, how do you not know yeah. that giant church? It looks like a boat sinking up on that hill. Like it, it's a <laughs> it, it does look like building. an upside down arc. It does look like it's sinking, except for it has a cross on the front. And we know the cross <laughs> don't sink. But listen, but here's the thing. Like it bugged me and it's always been in my crawl since then. Like it really has. So like when I got the opportunity to do this job as a, you know, position as a job, um, I was like, man, we're going to be all about our community. And the idea is that we are involved in it. So like, not like we just go serve it. Like here's some stuff, you know, like we're going to be really involved. So one thing I heard a guy at North Point talk about one time was, I think it was Gwinnett Church. Um, the senior pastor said, hey, staff people, I think it was before they ever built a building. He said, find a place to go eat lunch and go there every single time you go to lunch. Yeah, I've, I've, and I've it heard was, that too. It's cool. And that was a really cool thing because when I first started here, actually it was before I was this position because I left Qdoba, it was Qdoba. We would we get them gift cards. We bought them Christmas presents. We ended up doing like, it was me and my life group. Actually, mm-hmm. I used my youth ministry budget to do this. <laughs> um, but we would go there for every small group we had. We, uh, you know, somebody celebrated like sobriety for a year. We brought them a cake. Wow. It was so cool. And like, it was a really cool relationship. Um, things have kind of got mixed up with that. But in that, we've gotten involved. Like, so I'm on the board at the chamber now. Mm-hmm. Why am I doing that? It's, I mean, they're not the most exciting meetings, right? Uh, but it's really cool because, like, they know that, like, we're getting ready to do a cleanup thing. Well, we're gonna tell our whole church it's a community business cleanup called Brightside Cleanup. I think mm-hmm. we're like, hey, church, let's all go do it together, and um, just being involved, being involved in the schools, and I think that's the main key component. It's not just about giving stuff to people; it's right. about just like, hey, they know who you are. I called Goodyear today. I've taken Goodyear pizza at least five times in the last eight, in the last year. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, like, I call over and like, "Hey, Josh Cooper here," and they're like, "Oh, hey, Josh, hey, buddy," you know. And like, we, our whole staff goes over there. Right. That's where we get our cars fixed. They don't give us really any special treatment or anything, but they know like those guys are really nice. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, and they care and I think about that's, that's yeah. We had our college students um, during summertime, I believe. Better college students are like, okay, hey, college kids, here are 15 businesses. We're going to deliver pizzas to every single business. So we're like, we bought 30 pizzas, we bought 60 pizzas. And over a period of a couple of days, we sent them out two by two, and they just went and delivered pizzas and said, hey, love you. Wow. <laughs> that was it. Mm-hmm. And it was really cool because it's, it's not like all it did was, I think it just kind of tilled up the ground mm-hmm. for whatever God wants to do there. Yeah. So, man, that's great. I mean, the fact that you're being that intentional of, you know, getting on to the Chamber of Commerce board, 
to be involved uh, with um, the, I mean, the restoration of your, I don't want to call it city because it's, you know, it's not the city. It's the, it's the suburb, uh, the part of Louisville that you're in. It, it's yeah. Kudos to that, man. Kudos to think about that. All right. So our chambers, our chambers pretty awesome too, yeah. by the way, just to pump it up. Like it's, it's a crazy and like the, all the businesses were involved. It essentially Fern Creek, if you're not here, Louisville's a city, obviously what, 750,000, something like that. I think we're pushing over that. Okay. Well, whatever it is. Um, <laughs> I know they're like, they're just like uh, taking all the towns around them. But thing is like Fern Creek is this little country town yep. stuck in the middle of the city. It is. It very much and is. And the, the chamber reflects that and the churches reflect it. And it's, just, it's a really interesting place mm-hmm. to, to be. I, I know for a fact I can speak on authority that uh, Josh and I were at the said Qdoba for lunch when Josh and I were just getting to know each other, um, working on some mission stuff for his church and up drives the, uh, fire chief for Fern Creek gets out of his car and walks over and talks with Josh prior to going in and ordering his food. Uh, that's, and, and, and he doesn't even go to your church, right? Like that, he doesn't. No, he goes Southeast. Yeah. So not even a part of the church, but well, is, is walking up and acknowledging the relationships that, that Fern Creek has established in the community. And, 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 and you guys are hearing this too. You, you know, this is not just one person doing this. This is a church that's been deliberate about reaching their community and taking the gospel to ears that haven't heard it yet. It's not all about Josh and Josh will be the first one to tell you about that too. He's just continuing on what Fern Creek is doing. Um, so I, I hope that I hope that you've heard some things here that uh, you can take away some of those quick wins to say I can do this. You know, one of the big ones is being in proximity, being intentional of serving this specific area, and that's not for the you know forsaking any other community around Louisville or Kentucky or the world. They have a they have a prolific overseas um, global missions ministry, uh, but just the fact that they're able to be that rifle focused when it comes to their area of where they live and where they've been planted and to reach that for the gospel has been fantastic. So we have a media director now that COVID's taken over our lives. Sure. Forced us to buy fancy cameras. Mm -hmm. Um, But one thing I think is really cool. And this is just a dude who's one of our, you know, leaders here at church. He doesn't work here. Um, He, he's been put in charge of doing announcements once a month. Uh, for our online, our online service, and also it shows up before our uh, service every Sunday. So once a month, he finds a person from the community who does not go to our church, and they do our online announcements. What? So like the football coach, the athletic director. We haven't got the principal yet. We're close. Um, but we've had uh, the fire chief do it. We've had police officers do it. There's all these random people from the community who don't even go to our church do our announcements. Wow. And it is the greatest thing. We've done we've done it at the fire department. They let us ride in the they let us sit in the fire truck and let me drive it. They let <laughs> of us hold axes and stuff, which was dope. Um, but like we're talking about trying to get um, get somebody to let us get in the UPS airplane or the simulator and like just get we have because we have people all over the place. So right. it's just really it's really fun. So man, that is Awesome. So there you go. Uh, that's that's what you guys need to do. You need to start uh, asking your uh, local law enforcement to just stop and, and yeah. film the film the announcements. Uh, <laughs> you'd be, probably be shocked at what what you would uh, what what kind of response you'd get. So, um, all right, Josh. Let's transition to the second question. Uh, 
And I know, I know I'm asking, um, someone who's extremely extroverted and, um, uh, a self-labeled rambler, uh, but, uh, mm-hmm. but, but pre- everybody I've talked, everybody I've asked this question, I said, you got 30 seconds, you know, preachers can't get their name out in their sermon in the first 10 minutes. So I, I get it. But if, if, if you were given the opportunity to look at someone who says, Josh, I want to do that. They found something in, in this podcast and they say, I, I, I want to do this. What can you tell them in 30 seconds would be their next step to go and do that? Well, good for you. I wrote this down. So, (laughs) all right, here's what you have to do. Build a team of people who are excited about evangelism and introduce that team to the church. Number two, have a monthly meeting with that team. We meet every two weeks and we email like crazy. Um, Give them money to do ministry and then let them go do it. Hmm. Number four, I'm not good at math. I think it's four. Monthly handles. So we have a handle every single month. The team or somebody comes up in front of the church, they come up with their ideas and they have a monthly handle. And that is the, hey, church, go do this. Mm. And everybody goes and does it together. Um, For example, we're doing block parties. We're doing kindness cards where we go bless everybody. Go bless their garbage men. Hot chocolate packets for our senior citizens. Uh, We had a toilet paper tithing challenge where we tithe toilet paper as a church. And then the last thing, do something big that requires lots of planning once a year, get the entire church involved in it, and then watch people get excited when you achieve it. Mm. Set goals. So say your event's going to have 500 people, and then keep track of it, keep track of the impact you made, and then at the very end, celebrate the crap out of it Mm. and watch people get excited because that will trigger people getting excited about outreach. Man, um, that was probably the most pack 30 seconds of any of the interviews that we've ever done and the man breaks out five points in it that's awesome (laughs) coming in prepared oh but man that is so man we could we could spend an entire another podcast just going through your five steps of what to do next because you're right building the team equipping them empowering them uh ensure they have the passion uh set them free and then celebrate man that is just so fantastic if you were just boil it down to that and you walk away with anything from this podcast that is what you need to be doing in your local and in your global missions all that can be just as easily done in your global missions as well as your local missions so josh is there any parting words any things that you would like to uh say to the listeners before we wrap this thing up no just keep listening awesome well i uh, I appreciate it. I know I've been joining the pod. Uh, I've been enjoying doing these podcasts. I've been enjoying finding ministers to be able to interview and to bring um, what they're doing to your earbuds so that you can be equipped to move your people from Sunday morning seats to local and global streets. Uh, coming up on the podcast next Monday, we will be dropping another podcast where Brian and I get back together and we set up a topic for our seats to streets collaboratives. Uh, this is where you get a seat at the table. Many times we've gone to a conference, we've listened to an audio book, we've joined into a Zoom call webinar, and we've been able to listen to someone talk, be able to listen to an author, listen to a speaker, watch the TED Talk, and we've walked away with, man, I wish I could just have five minutes of their time because I've got these three questions. Well, at Seats to Streets, we want to be able to provide that to you. So we're trying to do that through our Seats to Streets collaboratives, where we invite you to sit around a table to have a conversation around the pre 
previous podcast. Go to our website, seatstostreets.com, and in the upper right-hand corner, you'll see the Let's Connect tab. Click the Let's Connect tab, fill out the dialog box, and you'll be immediately added to our email distribution list so that you will not miss any update on the blog, the podcast, or the future collaboratives. We're so glad you're here. Josh, I'm so glad you're here. Thank Man, thanks so much for being here and sharing with us about what's going on at Fern Creek. Hey, thanks, man. You're awesome. Thanks for doing this podcast. It's really cool. I appreciate it, man. Well, we're going to sign out, and we'll see you all on the next one. Take care, folks. You've been listening to the Seats to Streets podcast, a conversation centered around moving your people from Sunday morning seats to local and global streets. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.